Welcome to the Progress Podcast, Episode 3, Series 1. Um, I had a fantastic chat today with Bianca Robinson, who is the CEO of the CEO Sleepout. Uh, in this episode, we talk the CEO Sleepout, we talk mental health, leaders with purpose, and young people having the power. Let's get into it. Today, we're joined by Bianca Robinson from CEO Sleepout. Bianca, how are you doing? I'm really good, thanks, Phil. Good, good. Um, now then, um, obviously, we met at last year's um, CEO Sleepout at St. James's yeah. Park, so I've got a bit of an understanding of what you do. But for those who haven't come across yourself or CEO Sleepout, could you just kind of give her a bit of an insight into what CEO Sleepout is and, and your role within that? Yeah, sure thing, Phil. Well, CEO Sleepout is a national charity, and we hold events up and down the country from Northumberland uh, to Portsmouth. Um, we, where we gather the business community together. They spend a night outdoors and we're encouraging them to make a stand against homelessness and poverty. So we're, we're there to raise money for charities doing incredible work at the front line of homelessness um, in each of our host cities. So you came along to St. James Park. There was, yeah. uh, I think, 55 uh, big-hearted business people there to spend the night outdoors and just to get a, a, a small inkling of what yeah. it might be like for somebody who's forced um, to sleep rough or forced to be homeless. And and what I think happens is two things. One is that we get to raise this level of awareness and we get to raise this level of um, funds that do yeah. great work out in the community. But the second thing is that I've got this captive audience of business people. And quite often when they hear genuine stories from, from people who might even be just like them, who found themselves homeless, it unlocks a certain amount of understanding and compassion and empathy. And with that understanding and empathy, quite often those business owners want to know what more they can do. Yeah. And actually my message to them is that they've got a lot of power, that they've got a voice that policymakers listen to, and that they can actually look at the way they run their businesses and bacon policies and procedures that actually go some way to reducing inequality and create a healthier business ecosystem that leaves less people out of the loop and, and and actually closes those gaps in terms of people falling out and getting locked out of society and becoming yeah. homeless. I mean, one of the things, I mean, again, you mentioned last year when um, it's in James's Park, I think there's, and I count myself in, in this group of people, that there's people out there that there's a void between business and the community. I think people want to do something, but they don't really know how or the know how, but they don't know what, you know. So I think yeah. where the CEO sleep out helped me, and it obviously has helped countless others, is you're kind of giving people the vehicle to kind of to bring the two together. You know, I want to do something, I don't know what to do. Um, you, you know, CEO sleep out is kind of of, of um, is filling that gap. Now, how did you how did you become involved with with CEO sleep out? Yeah. Quite interesting because my my career is kind of a marketing brand uh, expert. Um, I also ran a small business, which is a web and creative agency. Um, and then I went freelance as a consultant. And as a, it was while I was freelance as a consultant, I was doing a bit of brand consultancy, marketing consultancy. I was also lecturing at Newcastle, lecturing at York St. John University and doing an adult BTEC. <laughs> Uh, I was juggling a huge amount of, of things and the founder and chairman of CEO Sleepout, who had run it, run it up until then, 
you know, just as voluntarily with, with himself and his PA. That's Andy Preston, who's now the uh, elected mayor of Middlesbrough. Yeah. Uh, he phoned me up and said, I, I, you know, I could use your help with CEO Sleepout. I said, well, I'll try and give you two days a week. And I, I slotted that in, but very quickly it became clear that CEO Sleepout had so much potential for growth that I could actually deliver yeah. um, a big step change in the growth of CEO Sleepout. And it overtook my life. Uh, and, and it was something that I could do that really expressed my values as a person as well. And yeah. uh, I wanted to do something meaning, really meaningful. And, um, and this really was a kind of like a meeting of what I wanted to do with my life and, and, and a need that was there that I could contribute to. Yeah. So within sort of six months, I was full time coordinating the events nationally. And within just, just over a year, I was CEO. I think when you say there, um, you know, you wanted to do something meaningful. Again, going back to what I was saying before, I think um, people often, especially business leaders, some of them that I've dealt with, I'm not mentioning any names, but see uh, community work and fundraising as just a token kind of let's just let's give them 50 quid or let's just give it whatever. But then on the flip side of that, there's people, as you say, that actually want to not just raise money, but want to get involved in we saw that video that um, I think it was Changing Lives put together last year um, that actually highlights what homelessness is and it totally changed my perspective on it. Um, you know, a lot of people view homelessness as just it's people who just either choose to or people that, uh, you know, have um, issues with substances, alcohol, that type of thing. But actually, it's such a broad spectrum of people. It could be people that are destitute, people who you know, have lost their job and have no other option. It's like such a a, a, a bigger problem than I think a lot of people think that it is. Um, so for me, seeing that video and again, you know, seeing the passion that you have for wanting to make a genuine difference, I think it is in turn making a genuine difference to other leaders and CEOs, um, you know, to want to get involved in, in things like that. So, how much is the is CEO sleep raised so far? Two point seven uh, million. Um, since That's it's insane. Like, yeah, and and over half a million last year and the year before. Yeah. Um, really, what I need to do is uh, with with COVID, it's really um, taken a taken a sledgehammer to our ability to raise funds yeah. this year. And as soon as events um, are allowed we will be putting on a lot of events, just trying to get enough um, funds in. So we could, I mean, two things. We've got ch charities who desperately need our help right now, um, but also we need to survive and we need to be able to grow and effectively yeah. grow with, with just me as the only paid salaried employee. That becomes only what I can deliver and not more, and, and no more. Yeah. So we need resources to help us do more. We can actually impact more lives and change more lives, which is Brilliant, but but what you were just saying there, Phil, just to unpack the things that you were just speaking about, um, business the business people who come, you're right, they don't always come to a sleep out for altruistic reasons mm. because it's an amazing opportunity to rub shoulders with other businesses. It's great PR. You get to be seen to be doing the right thing. Your staff think you're the good guy. There's lots of reasons why somebody might come to an event, but it's my job when they get there to give them, tell those stories that unlock yeah. that real understanding that you were able to gain. And the second thing is 
the what is homelessness question. Um, this idea of the middle-aged white alcoholic on the street who can't get out of that cycle, that's a one tiny, that's like the tiny tip of yeah. the homelessness iceberg. So what we're seeing is way more women rust leapers. We're seeing families bounce from insecure accommodation to insecure accommodation. And you think what that does to the kids if they're going yeah. from school to school, never able to form a community. They're living in a household under constant pressure and stress of poverty. We know that poverty plays a massive part in people's mental well-being and mental health issues. Um, so homelessness is all of that. It's also the young person who can't live under the same roof as 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 parents they might be you know be victims of violence so they're bouncing around on people's sofas yeah. that's also a type of homelessness that we need to tackle but the root of all of this there are systems that we need to campaign for to improve and yeah. one of those is housing yeah. you know, housing is if we can create the, the secure affordable housing we know we can house people who are homeless because coronavirus has showed us that we can pull nearly 8,000 people, I think 6,600 people off the streets yeah. and into accommodation. And once they're in accommodation, we can work with them to work on some of the, the, the obstacles that they face to um, creating that productive, stable life. Yeah. What changing lives do really, really well. They put, put people in accommodation, they build in the support services. And we saw the video of that lovely chat. Yeah. In in his own little place offering everybody a cup of tea yeah. managing his own life but with, yeah. with that support, support and that's what's really needed so opportunity to create that level of understanding then the next thing is how do we build support from the business community to make the structural changes that are needed in society that start to reverse this upward trend of homelessness yeah. And get people into housing. So, and I and I've said to you before. I think the business community has that really powerful voice mm. that policymakers will listen to. So that brings me to my next project, which is Leaders with Purpose. It's what we do with the network as a network of business leaders who, like you, yeah. want to actively, you know, reduce these type of inequalities and create a healthier wealthier society for everybody because yeah. we're all part of the fabric of society um but unless we understand effective things we can do to help bring everybody up with us and yeah. create that healthy ecosystem we don't tend to do it because we're all flying by the seat of our pants we're just trying to you know and at this time with covid i know that my small business owner leader um target audience is stressing out because they're thinking, you know, what post-COVID, am I going to have to make yeah. redundancies? Am I going to keep my head above water? What is my business going to look like? You know, how you know how much business can I realistically do? So all of those fears are playing on the minds of the people I'm trying to talk to at the minute as well. So I just need to be aware of that. But it's also an opportunity to pause, reflect yeah. policies. How could um, the head of, Z, you know, Zero Corporation, yeah, the yeah. accountant, yeah, yeah. That just, um, and released a job description for head of well-being. How brilliant mm. is that? I was I was going to say just when you were you were talking there about um, people who are business leaders who've had the chance to pause and, and sort of some have gone one way and I, I think I'd read um, I can't remember which website it was it was on B Daily or something where 
a business leader has kind of gone one of two ways. They've either gone, as you say, inward and thinking, how am I going to pay the bills and uh, am I going to be in business? Or you've got the, the, the optimistic ones who've kind of go, right, this has given me a chance to actually review things, look at the business as a whole, look at what we're doing, look at, at, at the, as you say, well-being, mental health, um, and come out of this a completely different business. I think it's those businesses that are going to hit the ground run, the ones that have reviewed things, that have made changes, that have put things in place um, to help people with mental health because employees and people that work for these people, they're going through their own personal challenges. So when they come out of it, and they go back to work, then that company has got things in place to help them and support them, and it's just a snowball effect going forward, right. you know. Um, and right now, I think mental health is really where businesses' focus needs to be. Yeah. When their employees come out of furlough, uh, and every single person, I don't, I don't, you know, whether your circumstances are, uh, you've got enough money to survive, you, you know, you, you, you've got places to go out and 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 walk and feel normal um it doesn't matter you've been affected your mental health has been affected by COVID-19 yeah. it's an international traumatic experience for every human on this planet and so employees can 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 actually do a lot and it's the ones that that do think through what can they do that will kind of stem this we're going to have yeah. a mental health epidemic I think and oh, yeah 100% yeah, and it, it will lead to homelessness because it will leave people actually virtually unable. Some people won't be able to function yeah. um, in the way that they did before. So so it's just preparedness for that. But it's also a shift. You know, you've got Jacinda Ardern in New Zealand who's actually basing the, creating a budget, not based on GDP, but well-being of its citizens. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is a movement. This is yeah. all progress that that, that is happening and we're just seeing it slot into place piece by piece by piece by piece by piece. But progress comes with pain. Yeah. And you know, you got to, you got to go through pain yeah. in order to build that progress. And I think that could be the opportunity that we're looking at right now. I think that's, again, you, you mentioned um, sort of mental health. Again, I think people, certain business leaders approach mental health like the approach, um, you know, fundraising and, and doing good work within the community. It's just something that a lot of people are talking about, but they don't really fully understand. Like, yeah. I know people that run businesses, when you say, when you mention the words mental health, they just kind of go, oh, just oh, not another, not another buzzword, you know, when actually investment, not just money, but time and understanding and processes in mental health can have a not on effect for, for businesses. In, in terms of productivity, attendance, all that type of thing. It's bottom line stuff. It's yeah. bottom line. You have someone who has to drop out of work due to mental health. How much does, what's the cost to your business yeah. of that? You know, it's huge. And if it ends up in you having to reemploy, yeah. that's enormous. Yeah. You don't want to have to do that. And the resources to retrain somebody, you want to support. And it's the same, actually. One thing I'd love, you know, businesses to consider, this is very controversial, but if somebody had an addiction issue, a lot of corporations and businesses have a zero tolerance policy. Yeah. They're, because they're protecting the productivity of their. The thing. But what if that person actually was ready for support as if it was an illness? Yeah. They could come back and be a productive player in that business. Yeah. Just what if? And you could save somebody from homelessness. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and again, it, 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 uh, going back to sort of the not understanding fully what homelessness is. 
um, and what causes it. It's that cycle of you might look at a person and say, well, you've got a job, you've got a car, you've got money. What's wrong? Like, you know, you're not one of those people. But as you say, coming out of COVID-19 or, you know, any other sort of personal challenge that that person has to go through, the car's gone, the job's gone, the money's gone. That might mean the flat or the house is gone. What do they do next? Do you know what I mean? And they've entered that system, as you say, of... Um, they'll go to the council, the council cannot rehouse them or whatever, and then all of a sudden they find themselves on the street now. Maybe it's even three, four weeks ago, that person on paper looked like a successful person with a car, a job, a house, money. It can it, it can be gone, you know. So as you say, yeah. the support, the mental health support needs, I think, from a, from, and I know we've spoken about this before, um, whether it's the, the government, whether it's an employer, needs to prioritize wellness mental health because as you say there's not on effects recruitment productivity it's such a big thing in so many people like and i know that's pessimistic but a lot of people do get it i get that but it, in, in the media it's a lot of the big companies that seem to get attention for for mental health what google are doing what twitter are doing people working from home at twitter for the rest of their careers and all this type of stuff like yeah. there's there's not enough um exposure for the small business no uh, and this has a lot more the stakes are higher i think for a small yeah. business you know you don't have your wage salary your, your salary bill you know yeah, you don't yeah. you know you, you 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 just don't have the resources to to do what zero have done and hire in a well-being yeah um director of well-being so um but i think it's amazing that that is now a thing yeah oh yeah yeah if you had said that five years ago people would have just went what you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. So it's progress. It is progress. And um, what I'm hoping to do is with leaders with purpose, um, they'll there will be certain pillars that that they'll kind of sign up to agree to implement yeah. in their business. It won't be an accreditation. It could be in the future, but at this minute in time, it's here's what I'm doing to 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 be a good business, yeah. good business, and make sure my ecosystem is healthy. What are you doing? So it's yeah. a, ch- a self-challenging, it's a network, there'll be, um, you know, thought leadership going on, on, there'll be access to really big thinkers and uh, great events, um, there'll be resources, and there'll be signposting for businesses who do want to actually add value yeah. to the community, there can be a matchmaking service between what can you do that has an impact in, yeah. in your community and society. So, so, so there's going to be lots of that. So how far away from a launch are we with, with Leaders well, with will, Purpose? It'll be 2021. Right. Uh, it was going to be 2020, but all of our resources, finances, yeah. and plans go <laughs> <laughs> out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say, yeah. Um, what kind of um, sort of sign-up process are you, are you wanting people to – are you going to um, start it with your network that you have already – and then kind of test it and then grow it and expand it to everyone else? Or? Exactly. Everybody who's been on a CEO sleep out will be made aware of, of how they can be involved. And um, they'll have kind of like a, an entry-level uh, membership. But there will be ambassadors who are going to be big, well-known business people in each region saying, you know, almost as um, exemplars yeah. how to do this this good responsible business um uh, and then there'll be paid memberships supporterships and sponsorships 
So, when, so you, when before you, that, when you, when you say sort of do the right thing, like just get for for people who are, are listening or watching, as a business owner, what kind of things specifically would you be sort of looking for them to you talk about markers and um and, and sort of things to aim for what specifically what kind of things can businesses do um to sort of fit in with with leaders with purpose yeah okay well there's there's lots of kind of things that you could tick off but you don't obviously have to if it doesn't suit your business subscribe to these things like do you pay the living wage so are your lowest paid employees do they actually have enough to live on? Now, the national minimum wage has gone up and has been really effective, but it's still not quite enough yeah. to keep people keep the wolf from the door for people. So if you can look at the Living Wage, Living Wage Foundation, then you can do that. Um, it's creating access to equal access to opportunities. So if you're employing apprentices, where are those apprentices coming from? Are they from hard-to-reach areas? Are they from minority um groups you know it's, it's all of these type of things and I know there's legislation in place to to try and ensure and certainly FTSE 100 companies are absolutely legislated to do this but yeah. SME left to it's more their decision do yeah. they want to you know what is their CSR policy what do they want to do um but apprentices and, and creating those opportunities are really really important yeah because we've got a, a we've got I suppose a generation of young people whose life has been stopped in, in its tracks yeah. and you have silos of high deprivation and poverty where people feel very, very trapped and they can't actually see a way out. But if you can offer them an apprenticeship, you can pull, yeah. put the ladder down and bring them up. And it, that's very, very powerful. There's also things like paying your suppliers in 30 days. Yeah. Man. So yeah. I mean, I can empathize with that one, obviously working within the, in the construction industry, as I was saying earlier on, like that is one of the biggest things for us. We, um, we get thirty days is is a is the sort of the standard from a, a supplier. But a lot of the contractors who are paying us, I mean, some of them will ideally would like thirty. Sometimes we're lucky if we get forty-five. If we're really lucky, you know, we might get somewhere in between. But generally, it's sixty, ninety days before we get paid. Like, yeah, and it can be make or break for some small small. Oh in the ecosystem 100 percent. i mean even at, no. the, at the minute with what's going on like i was having a discussion with somebody at north tyneside council um last week um and she was saying well looking at your business you just haven't been affected by covid19 but actually we're going to feel this two months down the road because during this this the the pandemic we've been receiving invoices for work that we did january february Whereas the work that we should have done during uh, April, May and June, we're going to feel that in 45, 60, 90 days time. You know, so everyone's saying, oh, the construction industry is great. It's fine. It's managed to get through, um, you know, without any problems. Our pandemic, our, our crisis, if you like, is going to happen sort of September, October time when there's nothing coming in because we weren't doing work in that time um so yeah paying suppliers and is 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 massive um Um, the joseph roundtree foundation has has a big piece on responsible business um that i kind of use to base my recommendations on um and the pillars that i'd love businesses to to kind of sign up to yeah Um, but really it's about shining a spotlight on the ones that are doing great things 
giving them a platform to talk about what they're doing and share that best practice um, and inspiring other businesses to do the same. Yeah. Think if you can jump up and say, here's what we're doing. Um, you know, it, it has a massive impact. You know, the peer, the, the shoulder to shoulder with the business peers is, is really important and it does become a big wave of yeah. But that's what I want to encourage with leaders with purpose. I think it, um, as, as well, just uh, sorry to interrupt you. One of the things that I've experienced working with um, either having my own small business or working with other small businesses is there's a, there seems to be, especially in um, some of the, the older multi-generational businesses, smaller businesses, that the company's culture and social responsibility is just, it's pink fluffy stuff. It's, it's stuff that, you know, that could, people are so focused on making money and paying the bills that they don't, or they think in their minds that um, having a CSR or having any sort of um, community policy or anything like that is, it, it's needless. You can't do yeah. it, you know. What, 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 what would your advice be to somebody who's in that position um, feels that, they're too small or it's not feasible for them to, to, to do that? What would you say to them? I would say join join anyway and just as you can start implementing things in business that create a stronger business ecosystem. And if you think that it's just fluffy and light, yeah. you're wrong. It's about bottom line. Yeah. So you need reading the movements of the market, right? So what you've got is a generation, well, two generations, millennials and Gen Z, who are 100% voting with their conscience. Yeah. They're, they're putting their money into things they believe in. Yeah. And they won't even be hired. EY had to do a big piece. Why weren't they young people wanting to work for them? Yeah. Um, because they didn't have their values and articulated and lined up. And yeah. uh, if a business doesn't have that, you are just not going to get the employees or the or the profits. Yeah. Um, so you have to be aware of what's coming out there and and who's got the power. And these young people have got the power actually. Yeah. So you're doing it for altruistic reasons, but also you know you want to profit and prosper. And one way to do that, one way to enhance your brand, one way to enhance your you know your image, is to make sure your business is lining up with values and your values reflect the values of the people that you want to be yeah. purchasing your product or service, right? So I, you know, I think what's in it for the person who who wants to kind of sign up officially with leaders with purpose or or just unofficially start to put things in place, building blocks in place. Um, well with leaders with purpose you'll gain access to other people who are doing the same. So you can actually all go on the journey together and use each other as a support network, create that healthy ecosystem. Um, gain insight into important issues like homelessness, poverty, mental health, what practical things you can do to go out in your community and actually support those. Um, connected to charities that help you to give back. Um, you'll be supported to embed that kind of purpose inside your business culture. Um, it's an opportunity to do something meaningful. When you when you ask people, Phil, what makes you feel good at the end of your, your business month? What 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 have you done that's made you feel good? It's usually the stuff that that is meaningful, yeah, purposeful, that actually gives you the pride and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the chasing the invoices and getting in your invoices that feel makes you feel proud. It's literally what have I done to feel good about myself? But yeah. it's quite often that stuff. So so it's an opportunity for for, for 
what makes you tick. So sometimes that giving back, actually people really find that that's what, that's what makes them tick. Yeah. I think, again, you mentioned about sort of the younger generation and the generation coming through. I think the businesses that look, and I touched on this at the start, the businesses that have used this whole COVID-19 situation to sort of reevaluate their business and think like, where do we want to go? What kind of people do we want to be attracting? And that type of thing. Like they sort of, I hate to use the word future proof, but they're preparing themselves for these next, this or this next wave of, of young people coming into a business who will look past the hourly rate, they'll look past the job title, and they'll go, "What else do you do?" You know, exactly. as you say, like, what do you do in the community? Um, what kind of? I mean, for instance, I know I mentioned earlier on, um, my wife's just taken a job at um, at EE. And some of the stuff that they do is unbelievable. I mean, right. like she gets, I think she gets two or three. Um, so I think I call community days a year right. where she, or volunteering days, that was it. So she can go out and, and they'll pay to volunteer for various different, ch- whatever charity she wants to, you know, things like that. It doesn't cost a huge amount. When, when you factor it in, she might get paid something like 60 pound a day, you know, over three, that's 120, 180 pound a year for these three days, it costs EE. But for her being allowed to, to do that, like, that's just like, it's... Right, it's fantastic, isn't oh, it? But, Actually, corporates are doing really well. Yeah. What's in corporates like EE, you know, they have legis- legislation in place that, 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 that they have to enact. And they're doing really well at leading the way on on um, business response, corporate responsibility, yeah. social impact, um, you know, all of those things and it's small businesses really are the mar- is the market you know enterprise businesses with an eye yeah. on growth that is the market that doesn't have a framework they don't have a they don't really have um the legislation doesn't necessarily apply to them yeah um, so and and they d- they don't really know necessarily where to start and they might be naturally doing a lot of things and a lot of businesses are values led yeah you quite often find that the business was started up because somebody wanted to provide a solution to somebody's pain. Yeah. And that in itself is values-led. So quite often the business leaders wants to, but it's time, it's pressures, yeah. it's you know, just trying to keep your head above water, survival, growth, all of that stuff. But what I'm saying is by voicing and telling the world how you are um, leading with purpose, yeah. that will enhance your attractiveness yeah. to your market and enhance your growth and actually have a positive impact on your bottom line it will certainly have a positive impact on your branding your messaging yeah. um and how others see you and that, that's got to be a great thing so i think that's that's the trouble that i've found is that um and i know um you listened to the uh, appreciation episode that i put out last week there's a um another one that I've, i'm working on at the minute where i talk about people saying one thing and doing another now people put out various market marketing messages saying we're a caring business we do this we do that but actually they never follow through on it it's 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 finding that um or or it's having the focus on genuinely embedding that that belief into your everything that your business does not just it's not just a marketing tactic it's you know it's cultural yeah exactly yeah um, and I yeah. think that's what a lot of people um, struggle with. They know that they need to do these things and they know that it's well received when they put it out there. But actually, it's it's not sort of the activity isn't valued. It's kind of seen as some sort of like 
it's my, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> well that's well that's it yeah and again you said it before some people will go to these events that you do with ceo sleep out and they view it as that they think right yeah. i'll get fantastic pictures next to the pitch at lords or st james's park and it's great uh, for twitter and all that type of stuff and yeah. you know yes i know it, it does raise money but it's like it's it's question i question people's motives for doing things like that because if you're going to go and you're going to spend the night outside like open yourself up to learning open yourself up to getting involved right. and fully understanding it and i mean from you personally you've done how many events have you done now oh i think i've slept out at 40 so you you've done 40 events now yeah. do are you finding that at the start people were very sort of it's just a pr stunt and now you're getting people coming back for the right reasons. You're getting yeah, I get people who come back again and again, which is fantastic. And I just, you know, we had to pivot a little bit and use a bit of innovation. And uh, and during the early days of lockdown, we thought, well, we're going to be missing out yeah. on all that fundraising and all the charities, you know, who rely on us. So we did the na nationwide stay-at-home sleep out. And actually, I just went to my database. And what I found was, I mean, it was a... a well, I, I would chalk, chalk it up as a success, 47,500 pounds raised. Yeah. Probably will get to 50, but it might trickle in over time. Um, and the people who'd done a sleep out before in the business capacity used it as an opportunity to share the values of compassion and empathy with their kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's that generation that are going to be more impacted by yeah. this when they enter the workforce and they're going to have this exposure that, that parent right. i mean my kids i've got two kids as you know and um when i first did the sleep out they were sort of like dad are you mad why would you want to spend the night outside and you know there's no electricity you can't have your alexa next to your bed and you can't do this and all that you know and now they have an and whenever there's a conversation about homelessness they always come to me and say oh dad this was on telly and this right. man was sleeping rough and, and and you will have helped him won't you and I was like well in some small way you know we all did and then my daughter who's six she came to us maybe two or three weeks ago and she, she's now sort of saying dad can I give me some pocket money to a charity or what so and she's only six by the time she gets to 18 and she's left school I'd like to think both of them anyway would be in a position where you know they they're, they're looking at jobs they're looking at careers where these things are important to the employer um like mm -hmm. as you were saying you know so fingers crossed you can only yeah. hope but i think the more we expose that generation to to this type of thing and that they can actually get mm -hmm. out of, of of the house and actually do something it's yeah well, it, i think it's massive. Seen it exposed to a lot of compassion as well around lockdown you know i think yeah. they've seen how communities can pull together to look after each other yeah and that's going to be one of the major i'm quite i mean i can be quite cynical about how this pause this reset this rethink yeah. is actually going to play out but i think it can't we can't help but have shifted as society to yeah. a more compassionate i think caring so. yeah society and i think that's going to have massively positive impacts on the way people do business yeah and the way business people you know kids are already they've had a tough time don't get me wrong yeah. and sure their, their education's really suffered and it's, it's a dreadful thing however they have seen yeah. what good can be done when we pull together and look after each other which is a, which is a lovely lovely thing um i think yeah you was you were saying i mean that's why when it's my job when you come to a sleep out small proportion of you will already have experienced with somebody who's 
you know, that you're there because you already care about the cause. Yeah. But it will be, it's, that's why I see it as my job to, to open up that conversation and that education piece yeah. around unlocking the understanding. And then once that is unlocked, I think that there is a need for people to stay engaged and stay involved and what more can they do and realize that power yeah. that in, as that section of society, that business SME growth business leadership section, they've got massive power yeah. to, to kind of mend some of the broken bits of society, you know, yeah. not all on, it's not all on their shoulders as individuals, but as a collective, as a collective, yeah, exactly. And as we make that progress, which I said, despite all the things you see in the world today, the Trump's the, the, you know, the protest, everything that yeah. is all progress. That's the pain that, yeah. that breaks things down and creates that upward direction of travel. That it, I think it, it, we're in. It'll certainly be exciting. I, I, I'm, quite optimistic is and i was sort of blindly at the start of all this thinking oh this will change and people will become nicer to each other and more supportive i still kind of do think that will happen um but i am more excited to see what happens with business because i think um there'll be a lot more appreciation for people there'll be a lot more appreciation for their staff going through what they've gone through you know i, I, I think a wonderful change I, I i think so and I'd, I'd like to think that again, I know it's very negative at the minute, but the whole focus of being that's been sort of the spotlight's been shone on the government and the things that they're doing and they're not doing. I, I think they're going to be held a lot more accountable. I think this has engaged a lot of people, young people as well, into politics, into as mm. you say, what can be done, what is possible yeah. to be done. Right. They work for us, you yeah. know. We've got to always remember that they work for us, and. Yeah. Um, there's lots of ways we can democratically use our voice and our, our power. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we'll okay. see what uh, we'll see what happens. But listen, Bianca, I want to really uh, thank you for your time. I know you had a few technical issues at the start, but I want to uh, to thank you for for spending the last uh, forty or so minutes with us. Um, before you go, I don't know if you've seen this, but before you go, at the end of each chat that I do, uh, we do what's called rapid fire five. I give you five questions, two two answers per question quick fire off the bounce you can't think about it i want your first answer right so this one could be this the, the first one could be as controversial as the last one so we'll see how this goes so okay. right yeah. first one the uk or new zealand new zealand i thought you'd say that uh, instagram or twitter twitter okay your guitar playing or your daughter's guitar playing daughters <laughs> middlesbrough or newcastle Farrah. Ooh. Oh, you're so close. Um, and the you watch what happens to Middlesbrough the next five years, you'll be amazed. Have you, have you seen... Are you talking about the football or are you talking about the city? Oh, well, I'm talking about the town. Ah. I'm as confident on Borough, but obviously as of today with our new boss. Uh, Neil Warner, yes. Know, you never know. Well, you never know. Um, and the last one, which is the controversial one, now, no pressure, but we've currently got 1-1 one, one in the series. So, Star Wars or Star Trek? No, come on. Star Trek for the... I'm a, I'm, a science, I'm a science nut. Nah. I did astrophysics as one of my courses at my first year of uni. Nah. So I like Star Trek. It's a bit more... Disappointed. Disappointed. <laughs> Listen, Bianca, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. It's been fantastic chatting to you on that. See, I can, you, I can do, but I shouldn't do that. <laughs> no, let's not. Let's not. Um, but yes, thank you so much for your time, Bianca. Um, where can people uh, find out more about CEO Sleepout and um, when it launches Leaders with Purpose? 
Yeah, ceosleepout.co.uk for the minute is where you need to be. Um, and can I just finish by saying, you know, it's what we want is prosperity. Uh, and, and it's fantastic to work hard and prosper. But yeah. what we don't want is prosperity at the expense of your people, you know, the families of the people, community, society, the environment. So that's what we're that's what we're plumbing for. Fantastic. No, we'll, uh, we'll certainly keep an eye out uh, for on, on Twitter now that I know that's where you prefer to be uh, for the Leaders with Purpose uh, launch. Uh, and th- thank you. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Oh, and thanks, uh, Phil. I'll Wonderful talking to you. Thank you. You too. Take care. Bianca. Namaste. Really enjoyed that chat with Bianca from CEO Sleepout. Uh, please reach out to Bianca on uh, Twitter and on Instagram uh, to find out more about the CEO Sleepout, how you can get involved, and when it launches the Leaders with Purpose initiative. Um, once again, guys, thank you very much for your time, for your attention, uh, for spending your time uh, with us at the Progress Podcast. Uh, if you're on a, uh, an app or a, a podcast platform, please leave us a review. It really does help us reach wider audience, uh, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Sound cloud we're now on stitcher and we're hoping to get on uh, tune in as well so it'll be a little bit more accessible for those that don't uh, use the, the apple podcast service as well um thank you very much for your time guys take care stay well and we'll see you on the next one